0: Well, hello, and welcome to another Rudy root, I- root Issues podcast. Your midweek root root root, root <laughs> issues podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm with Steve, and we're going to gather around the table and bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. In this root issues episode, the conversation is going to be on what's overwhelming you. And if you're honest, like me, I try to be honest. I try like not to lie too much, but. And honestly, like, everything's overwhelming me.
1: Yeah, what's not overwhelming? Yeah,
0: and what's not overwhelming? And then also, like, just even in my prayer this morning as I was driving, you know, just like, God, let your peace be on me. As I look at everything that I have to do today, let your peace be what leads me. Let me have joy and not be in a rush and not not have smiles. And, you know, I was just, I was not, I didn't make the um, paint lady at Lowe's very happy. Mm. as I was stacking up all these little quart cans and I have like, you know, 25 different color swatches. And she's like, you didn't even do it right. Oh. And I'm like, ah. Uh, she's like, why do you have so many quarts? And I'm like, because that's what the instructions said I needed to buy. And she's like, you didn't get the right kind for this color, this color. I'm like, well, does it say on there? I'm like, no. She's like, you wouldn't know that. I know that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go away. And she's like, give me 15. But anyway, like, you know, I didn't, you know. What is overwhelming you? And so today we're going
1: to be jumping in. We're in Revelation 21? Chapter 20, verse 11, through the first part of 21. Yeah, Yeah, we we did uh, 20, verse 11, uh, talking about this big thing. You know, here we are at the end of the great white throne, um, judgment, and um, yeah, I think this issue of, you know, what is overwhelming us, and we threw out this big idea that, you know, we are either being overwhelmed by the world or by the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's our choice. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, you know, and to be overwhelmed by the Lord is the only real way to handle when we are being overwhelmed by the world. And, um, you know, that's a whole, we'll get to that in, I think, just a second. How do we, be, how, what does it look like to become overwhelmed with the Lord? I think, to be honest, we all really struggle with that. It's, it's. It, you know, it's engaging the Lord. It's an encounter with the Lord. It's not just Bible study or intellectual. It's uh, a true encounter, relational encounter with the presence of God. And that's uh, that's what we need. That's what we all need. And that's what the Lord wants Absolutely. To, to dwell with us and be with us. That's why he set his spirit right within us. But let's, uh, let's kind of, you know, um, and just trust that our listeners are going to uh, know Revelation 20, mm-hmm. uh, starting verse 11, the great white throne uh, talks about the dead are all brought back to life. Now, earlier, right in this chapter, we read that um, the believers all came to life. The first resurrection yeah. is the believers come to life, and even those that uh, is speaking about who will reign in heaven, who die before Jesus comes back, and then Jesus coming back with all of us, and we meet in the air, the rapture yeah. happens, all that, you know, I think we talked about, we believe all that happens together rather than all kind of spread out. And uh, then now the great white throne, it speaks about the dead, and I would hold that that is specifically dealing with those who, because it goes on to define Mm. those from the sea, and the the idea of sea is the chaos, it's the darkness of the world, and we know in the book of Revelation, it's the place that the enemy rose up from, right? It's the world, and it's chaos. Uh, death and Hades. The dead are give up from that. So those oh, yeah. are the ones in the Old Testament. Other places are that uh, did not go immediately, like the thief on the cross into mm-hmm. paradise versus yeah. the one other one, no, into yeah. uh, Hades. And uh, so th- that's not defining at all. In other words, we don't see dead defining uh, believers at yeah. all. So we this the focus of the Great White Throne is on those um, who are raised before God and, and, and before His throne. Everything's laid bare. Uh, and if their name's not found in the book of yeah. life, as it says, and the other books are open that to give an account of what we've done in life. So I, I threw this big question out because yeah. it's a cultural question, right, that we just have to wrestle with, which is, you know, do we believe that God has the right to judge our life? Yeah. And uh, we talked about how, you know, that when we talk about the gospel today, we, we, we we're so... Focused on the grace and the forgiveness, which we should, the goodness of God. He died for us. But grace will not mean anything. It's meaningless unless I first understand I I need a Savior. Grace Mm -hmm. is unmerited favor, so it's for me to receive grace and understand my salvation. I have to understand that um, Jesus took my place. He took my punishment, right? Yeah. Um, I would be standing before that great white throne giving account to God in the very mm-hmm. end if it wasn't for Jesus, who's my advocate and who covered me with his blood, gave me his righteousness, Um when uh, i was saved yeah and uh, so I, I think just in our culture right that we've done everything for years now in, in education to shy away from any idea of personal responsibility yeah um, we're a culture today that is doing everything right it can to evade any objective evaluation of our life mm-hmm. is we're we're just everything's blaming everything's victimization well absolutely blaming
0: i mean yeah you know. and i mean it's like when you talk about like you know us standing before the white throne i mean there's another
1: overwhelming statement. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> For overwhelming. So many people. Yes. You know. but, well, the book of Revelation is overwhelming, well, yeah. I said. But it should be in a good way, right? If you but, know yeah. the Lord, this should be at the end, as we'll get to it in a couple of weeks, like um, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus says, I'm coming soon. Mm-hmm. The church's replies, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Yeah. Amen. And um, you know, that that's what we have to uh, hopefully that's what the book of Revelation says. It comes with a blessing as we dive in to learn these things. So, um you know, I, uh, it's interesting because modern, uh, all of our higher education has just completely eroded this idea of accountability, especially before a holy God, um, all the way back to Sartre, which is, you know, philosophy, you know, he said, man is nothing else, but that which he makes of himself. And he goes on to say that the entire responsibility for our existence squarely sets upon our own shoulders. Um, and, and that's the philosophy that is uh, undergirds all of, uh, sad to say, but Western education, especially oh, yeah. now more than ever, right? That it's, you know, look at our, all the taglines today. Uh, hey, your truth is your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, you be you, you do you, all of this yeah. stuff uh, with no sense of, of accountability. And look at the lawlessness today in our culture. Yeah. It's a res- it, All of what we're seeing is a response, right, of moving away from, uh, right, biblical statues, moving away from personal responsibility. And the idea of the fear of God—that yeah. I'm accountable to somebody greater, some higher court—as mm-hmm. such, right—is um, is faded away. And now, even just in the lower courts, right, there's we're not pr- prosecuting, we're not holding people accountable. Look what's happening in different places in the world—just lawlessness, right? Yeah. Well, it's just going to take off like a wildfire um, unless something's done, right? Unless law is is and accountability is somehow yeah. restored back to our culture. But as far as believers, we've we've got to recover. The fullness of the gospel, so mm-hmm. that we are able to really disciple, equip, and share right with yeah. others, and uh, it starts with this idea of of believing nobody can truly be saved unless I understand um, that I am dead, that I yeah. am removed in relationship from God, and that I will stand before Him and give an account. and And um, if I don't have Jesus, I'm mm-hmm. eternity away from Him. And um, boy, and just that this idea of humility before God that I am responsible right before God so we threw out three things here options for that um, yeah. we, we we all fall into one of these there's no other option besides these three yeah um, if you find one please send it to us yeah but, uh, first one is we believe God exists and that we are accountable to him so that's the biblical review that's a Christian I have to believe yes God and yes I am accountable, accountable. to you God to you Jesus for my life the second one is we believe god exists but we do not live like we're accountable to him so Mm -hmm. there's the apathetic there's the wayward believer or it could be anybody who just generally believes in god but uh you know kind of the deist so you know we talk about youth the moral therapeutic deism which defines so much of faith today right that's the idea oh yeah he's up there but, you know, he's not really intimately involved. And, and yeah. uh, for sure, I don't have to stand before him and give an account one day. It's just therapy. You know, he's, he's yeah. there if I need him and, uh, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, so that's the the second part of this that, um, that we fall into. And we see how prevalent that is today right in the church. And the third one, of course, is we don't believe in God, that he exists, and that therefore we're accountable um, to ourselves. Because uh, that is, uh, you know... Um, The base of Christianity is that God does exist, and we're not Him, and that we desperately need a Savior. The world is that God does is where it's moving in our secular culture for sure is that God does not exist, or if He does, He's just out, not involved. And uh, oh, we're not accountable to Him; we're accountable to ourselves, yeah, ultimately, right? Um, And so we've seen again the the result of this teaching, this philosophy. It just it's fleshed out. Look at kids; don't even you know the idea of calling your teacher by the first name. There's nothing good about that. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. That is a breaking down of authority structures, yeah. uh, and respect and accountability. Yeah. And you're only going to see greater disciplinary problems, which we've seen. Yes. Um, with that kind of scenario, and we could obviously spend a long time talking about, um, you know, the culture and where all that is is going. So. Um,
0: so just stop right there because yep. you've covered a whole lot, and we got to yes. jump all the way back to that original quote. Yep. That talks about that we are only what we create ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. We are that. And I mean, that, that feeds into that cultural lie that we are our best answer, right. and that when we look to solve the problems of the world, we have to look to ourselves yeah. and our own accountability. Now, as much as nobody wants to talk about accountability, there is still a large portion of people who want authority over people, right. which then puts us in accountability with them, and their authority is based off of... They know what's best for us because they're going to be the ones with the right answers to fix the world's problems. And that's without a God. And so when you look at that, there is so much pressure. I mean, just working with youth today, there's just so much pressure on them to how well do they achieve? You know, we're right now in middle school on a friendship series on Wednesday nights where we're just talking tomorrow night just about clicks. You know, like, and and it boils down to one thing are you living your life that day to please other people? To please yourself or to please God, yeah. you know. And if you're in clicks that are like not open but closed, then you're only trying to keep yourself in that click, and God's not in that equation. And so we do have this common thread that we're always talking about in middle school is like, we must live each day to know we lived please God. And then in that, it takes care of so many other things. I mean, it's like we're living for the kingdom and all the other things are added to us. And so I think like, yeah, like, you know, you have to take a pause in your life and be like, where in my own life, my own family, my own financial situations, am I living under the pressure that I am the best answer? Mm -hmm. Mom and dad, Mm -hmm. our kids, you know, like my kid's not doing in school and I'm the only answer. You, You can't carry that weight you know and i think it's so easy for us to shift from our attention to god i know in the first service there was a continual three-part reading of repeating of the mary and martha story of Mm -hmm. who chose the better portion who chose to sit at jesus's feet and depend on him for what needed to happen Mm -hmm. versus what she needed to happen
1: yeah
0: which is just so powerful as it ties into this because I think many of us we get into the Martha of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I got to
1: do it by myself. Yeah, we're overwhelmed by yeah. all the distractions. Overwhelmed, of overwhelmed, life, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Know, and we and we miss Jesus all day. Yeah. I mean, G, the, the Lord of the universe was in her room and yes. she's consumed by the by all the preparations. <laughs> the, right, the and
0: cheese sticks aren't frying fast the, enough.
1: Yeah, right. You know, and uh, the boy, marinara sauce can, isn't warm. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, yeah. And we're all, we can all relate to that. Right? Yeah,
0: just absolutely. Know. And so just even in the last week, like the, the lie that Satan kept dropping at my door over and over and over again, and I was just like, what is you're all alone. And I'm like, I am not all alone in this. I have tons of help. I have tons of people supporting me, you know? And so if I had for one second accepted that and thrown the Chris pity party, then it would have all been back on me. Right. And I would have been overwhelmed. I would have been distracted. I wouldn't even thought about God. And so as we look at this section of judgment, we're still not all alone. And it's still not, we're not our best answer. And I think that is the most beautiful picture because when we look at the the we believe statements, Mm -hmm. you know, if we believe that Jesus has authority and we're accountable to him, then we understand the gospel, which is the good news, which means I may be accountable to him. But I'm not alone because he's standing with me. Absolutely. covers me. Yeah. He's covering me me and it forgives me. Awesome. And so, yeah. And so I just think, yeah, like that is just such a cultural lie right now. I think that's what's driving people into isolation. I think that's what's driving people into places where they, they can't go forward. Sure. Absolutely. Because they feel completely alone and they are overwhelmed. Yeah. And the thought of God has been stripped from them. And so all the more reason why we need to carry the good news of the gospel that Jesus does save yeah. and that we're not alone mm-hmm. with because we're held accountable to him, that's why we need him.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, the, the next question, right, would be, you know, do we believe that God is gracious and merciful mm-hmm. enough to save me? Yeah. And we don't, and, and that's a great question, but I can never fully embrace and understand that question unless I bring in the other question. Yeah. Do I believe that God has the right to judge me? And he will, and that he will judge me. Um, because otherwise grace is, makes no sense. Why do I need it? Yeah, you know, and that's where Absolutely. our therapeutic culture is, right? Is I think we talked about it on Sunday, right? Sin, oh no, you covered it quite a bit. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sin is just dysfunction today. Yeah, right. It's, it's not. Been so we just downgraded. watered every downgrade. exactly. Yeah. You know, and redemption is is just seen as recovery, right? Today, so we've watered everything down, uh, and uh, again, uh, as we talked about, to take away the real biting, uh, uh, you know reality that we will stand before God one day. And um, the good news is not good news unless yeah. I start there. You know, yeah. somebody a uh, long time ago said, you got to have the bad news before you can have yeah, the good goodness. news, right? <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I think that's it. And that, because, like you said, we have to learn how to engage this secular culture mm-hmm. with these two questions, holding them together yeah. in this beautiful tension to realize that Jesus deals beautifully on the cross with yeah. both of these. And, um, and that salvation truly can't happen, you know, um, without both, dealing with both. Yeah. And, and too many times we just kind of have somebody brought into a place of therapy to embrace Jesus for, you know, uh, to help them in a situation. Rather, yeah. No, we're talking about redemption. We're talking about an entire transformation of your life, your identity, ev- your eternity, everything, everything. you know, uh, not just recovering from, you know, a certain yeah. aspect in your life. Again, hey, all of that's important. Any kind of counsel, help, um, recovery is wonderful, but that's the gospel. We, we want more for people. We're talking about redemption, ultimate change, right? Yeah. For all eternity. I just think Rome. one of my favorite verses, Romans 8, t- 32, that says, He, the Father, who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us mm. all, how will he not also, with Christ, graciously give us
0: all things?
1: All things. All things. All all things. things. I mean, what is that?
0: All things. What's all things? Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, you know, I was looking at, um, we're going through Luke with one of the guys that I'm discipling, and, you know, we got to the point today where, you know, they left everything, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, they left their identity, they left their possessions, you know, and he was like, you know, I'm thinking, like, maybe I need to thin out my closet, like, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, you can still have all things if he is still primary and center, you know, but I do ask myself the question, like, would I leave all things to follow my Lord? like you know right. what, what where's my negotiation? like, okay, you can have this, but that's not on the table. Absolutely. And so it is it's a it's a surrender of all things, mm-hmm. but it's a surrender of all things to move into the better things yeah. and that he then provides all things. See? And that really can just be a great piece mm-hmm. to push down the overwhelmingness.
1: Yeah, and I think what well, incredible hope to look forward to. All things, God's eternal, mm-hmm. and his goodness is eternal. What he has for us, in other words, it will take eternity to exhaust God's inheritance for us. Think about you, that. You can't do that. You can't do it. Because eternity's forever. Exactly. <laughs> so he, so his goodness, what we'll experience, there will never be a point where, oh, we got that. Oh, we yeah. got that blessing. Oh, we yeah. got that opportunity. Oh, we got that, mm-hmm. you know, um, no, is that God always has more. He has all things, which yeah. is eternal things, that he will reveal more and more of himself to us. And uh, that's pretty exciting, right? To no, think that it's I mean, an increase, right? It's an yeah. increase, constant increase yeah. of goodness and of blessing and of satisfaction and fulfillment mm-hmm. on into eternity. There's not a decrease. Yeah. And, and we long for that yeah that kind of thing but it's it's impossible to hold on to in this life obviously
0: yeah but i mean even in this life we can still live in the promise that all things are provided to us all things are you we don't need to strive as much as we strive because Mm -hmm. the striving leads to overwhelming and the overwhelming Mm -hmm. is what pushes us to do the striving when we can just sit and rest in him then we can see things come into place but we have to get to the place of mary Right. and sit at his feet
1: so uh, how how, you, how does that work for you chris in other words Oof. this idea of being overwhelmed by the lord um boy i i i, I we need to real this is part of the subject yeah. there's what we need to talk about how what does that look like for I you? i mean like being overwhelmed by the lord
0: is he has this catchphrase that he likes to repeat for me you don't have to be the man you know, because sometimes in my job and in my position, I feel like I got to be the man. I got to be the guy who gets it done. I got to be the guy who achieves it all. I got to be the guy who closes deals, and that's some of my personality, and that's some of the gifting that He gave me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come with the title that I'm the man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so being in His presence, I r- can just relax. Yeah. I'm. I don't have to be the man. Mm-hmm. You know, I can smile. I. I can laugh. I can. Drive with a smile. I, you know, I can slow things down and know that in the eternity perspective, it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. And in the eternity perspective, if I'm living every day to say, today I live to please God, then I know that I've been attentive to what he's called me to do. And I've done it. And, I mean, there are times where the Holy Spirit's trying to cut a corner for me and save time. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting the Easter stuff out of storage right now, even though I'm standing Mm -hmm. in storage. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the Holy Spirit's prodding me to get the Easter stuff. (laughs) Oh, we need the Easter stuff. (laughs) So I got to go back and get it, you know, the next day. But so, yeah, so being in his presence is, okay, I got to read. I got to pray. I got to journal. I got to sit at his feet and say, this is my day. But this isn't my day. It's his day. And just yeah. in that resting place.
1: And don't you think for most of us, we, we don't uh, linger there long enough for, for he him to overwhelm us and get us yeah. to that place of peace where all the distractions are gone. Yeah. And it's just resting as a child in the presence of our Father who yeah. loves us. And now we're in tune, right, to, to listen Absolutely. to him. You know? I mean, it's a simple faith
0: you know yeah. you don't have to have it. make it a complicated faith yeah. it's a simple faith it's a childlike faith right. and and he is such a gentleman and he is just so giving to his children like mm-hmm. i see him do it with me all the time even if i don't slow down yeah and i'm calling on his peace he's still delivering it he, he's not putting a pre-requirement like right. well chris you didn't stop and you didn't you didn't sit there for 15 minutes you know right I, i'm just still feeling it and it is it's like a default for me in the sense
1: of good I got to rest in him yeah and I think the other aspect is obviously we need to have that alone with God but that Mm -hmm. can never be removed for you know experiencing the presence because Jesus says I where two or more gathered in other words hey where the church is gathered I am there's a real presence of mine that should be overwhelming absolutely you and um even today, uh, just a, one of our disciples groups, we're in town. We're at a cafe outside at a table in yeah. public, and we're diving in the Book of Romans and just encouraging each other. And I, I just I love that that place, that buzz where faith rises in mm-hmm. each person sharing their faith. Yeah, and, and there's other people in town who come because we know, and they're brought into the conversation. Yeah. God's exalted in the, in the midst of town, you know, yeah. and um, and there is that rising up of faith and mm-hmm. expectation and testimony that God is real in the midst of our l- yeah. day work day, yeah. right? In the midst of lunch, in the middle of town, in yeah. the public, right? Yeah, and to uh, to see God move uh, and say, "I'm there, I'm here," yeah, you know, and to see other people observe, there's something going mm-hmm. on over there. Oh right? yeah, no, and, totally. and they're drawn in. Why are they happy? Why are they not uh, overwhelmed? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What are they talking about? You know? And uh, so that, boy, that that fellowship of the believers, boy, that is so needed, right? No, I mean, it
0: is. It's definitely coming together. Like, I'm excited tonight, you know, for VBS decoration, whether 20 show up or five show up. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have mac and cheese and we're going to have some fun Mm. painting stuff and building things. And that's part of the fellowship. Mm. I mean, my days are long right now in this transition period, but you know, my connection with God is not shortened because my days are long. It's like my connection with God is lengthened because my days are long. And, and he's like, you don't have to be the man. And he's like, you've got this, It's good, you know, because I'm just going to depend on him. And I mean, there are those seasons when things seem sideways, but if you become overwhelmed, then you forget to look to him and for his peace. And then you start looking at the statements of, no, I don't believe in God, and I have no accountability to him. I have accountability to all the people that I'm trying to please. Yeah, that's it. And then when you're trying to please other people, and there's nothing wrong with being a people pleaser, but first you need to be a God pleaser. You need to have that peace with him yeah. because that just pops to other people. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And so judgment seat, like are you ready? I mean, that's that's the hard question. There is a judgment for the believer. There is a judgment for the non-believer. And being at peace with that Mm -hmm. is being able to say, I'm living a life not overwhelmed because I'm one of his. And, And that changes everything.
1: And I think at the base of all of this, you know, the big buzzwords, over, I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. today, uh, oh, yeah. so much uncertainty today, and this, yeah. this, this lack, this, this great instability, the anxiety that's just yeah. skyrocketing in our yeah. culture, at the very core of all that is because a person's soul is not right when it comes to those ultimate well, questions. Yeah, it's not
0: tethered to God. I mean, so I would challenge you, like, as you go through this week, what are you certain of? I mean, I'm certain I'm going to have at least five to six dinners with my family. And my wife is an awesome cook. And we're going to sit. We're going to relax. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time. You know, so that I'm certain of. Thursday night's game night at the Henderson House. Come on over with your best board game. You know, and I'm going to have that, you know. And so, you know, sometimes I like focus on what I am certain of instead of thinking of what I'm not certain of and what's overwhelming me. Because it's just that subtle little, subtle little shift that puts me, you know, kind of back into his hand. And one thing that I know that I'm certain of, and if anybody listening isn't, I know I'm one of his. Yeah. And I know I deserve judgment. I yeah. deserve it. Right. Because I don't live every second honoring him. And so I need that judgment to cleanse me so that I can honor him. Well, and
1: that's what the scripture means by the fear of God, Yeah, right? It's just, uh, you know, the love of God and the fear of God have to go together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all through the scripture, we see those. And that's back to those two questions.
0: Yeah. And then, and so if you're a person who like, ah, I don't know, then talk to us, send us an email. We'll set up a chat. Chris, as know. we close,
1: why don't you just, if somebody's listening to this and yeah. they're, they're, you know, feeling like, well, how do I, how it can be uncertain? Will you just, maybe just pray. pray yeah. Pretend like somebody mm-hmm. out there listening and just yep. pray to receive Jesus yep. and experience that, that awesome, awesome. Grace,
0: Absolutely. You know. And so I'm going to go ahead and land it with, hey, thanks for listening to your midweek jolt root issues. We hope it jolted you into some thought. And you can always reach us at, Root issues at ccasmon.com. And so, Father, Lord, we just come before you right now. If there is anybody listening, whether they're one of yours, whether they're not one of yours, but, Lord, if they live in an in uncertainty of knowing that they are yours, Lord, we just pray that for the person who has no knowledge of you, that they would just accept you, yeah. accept your free gift reach out and grab your hand in the midst of the crashing waves and feel your grace and feel your peace that they've never felt before in their life and that they would know that you are real and that they would bow that heart and their needs to you and they would declare you as lord and savior that they would say that they are making a transaction of giving their life to you so that you might be their lord And you are a good Lord. To those who know you and still struggle with that solid foundation, Lord, strengthen them. Awaken the Holy Spirit. Give them gifts. Give them confirmation. Have people just compliment them from you, encouraging them that they do know you. And so, Father, we just pray that you are with us. We know that you are with us and that you lead us each step of the way that we choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.